Hi there and welcome to the Living Greatly channel with me, Anna McKinley. So I want to talk with you actually in this episode about something that just keeps coming up in the conversations I'm having with people and with my clients. And it's often linked to feelings of overwhelm and having too much to do and not enough time and so on and on. It's this thing we call perfectionism. And look, perfectionism has been a thing for a long time. It's been around for <laughs> forever, really, hasn't it? I mean, thinking, for example, of my father-in-law, who was um, born back in the 30s. He used to say, if a thing is worth doing, it's worth doing right. But actually, research is showing. Um, yeah, it, it, I've seen articles cited uh, or research cited from the World Health Organization who did a study of nearly 42,000 young people around the world and that showed that actually perfectionism has risen over the past few decades, which is one of the reasons why I want to talk about it. Um, the research says it's getting um, more common. I'm certainly coming across it as a coach more and more um, and it does have a really big impact on us. <laughs> So let's talk about the pros and cons of perfectionism. Now, big share, I'm a recovered perfectionist. I admit it. <laughs> I used to be a perfectionist and, and I've cured myself of that. I'm actually thinking of starting a support group for Perfectionists Anonymous um, because I know the impact that being a perfectionist can have and a lot of it's not actually very good at all. And I do see this time and time again with people who I speak with and people who choose to join my coaching programs. So if we, I mean, and you know what I mean by perfectionism, I'm not going to go into that, but talking about the impact or the way that perfectionism plays out with people. Perfectionists broadly fall into two categories and, and you can actually have a foot in both camps as well. I know I certainly used to. The first camp is the person who uh, really is a perfectionist in that I am striving for excellence. I'm striving for what I do to be perfect. Only the best will do. Um, and I just want it to be as good as I can possibly get it. Which you know, sounds really good on the face of it because that motivates us to put in the effort, to strive for excellence. And, and it is motivating. And it sounds cool too, right? Excellence. <laughs> I like the sound of that. But the downside is that when we're striving to achieve perfect, nothing we do in real life is ever going to be good enough for us. Because perfect, it's sort of like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. We can get close, we can move in that direction, but we never actually get there. We will always find something that we could improve on or that we could do better next time. In other words, perfectionism is an unachievable goal. And so as the perfectionist who's setting that bar for ourselves, we're always going to fall short. That's massively disempowering. We're basically setting ourselves up to fail with everything that we set out to do. And our mind knows that we're going to fail. It knows that we're never quite going to get there. It can be um, <laughs> really, really disempowering. So we can get very hard on ourselves about that, and it can get us into a cycle of focusing on the failure, right? So that's the first group is we're striving for excellence, but recognizing while that's motivating, it actually 
um, does set us up to fail. The second group, sort of coming at it from a slightly different perspective, from the second group, it's that not being perfect is a kind of failure, and I'm striving to be perfect because I'm striving not to fail. But again, for the same reasons, that is an unachievable goal. Because perfect, that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, if failing for us is not achieving perfect, then we're always going to fail. We're never quite going to measure up. We are again setting ourselves up. And we will never, when we come at things from that perspective, we are never going to feel good enough. We're constantly going to feel that we're falling short, no matter how hard we try. You can see the impact of this, right? So, and again, that's associated with things like low self-esteem, anxiety, and depression. In fact, um, when I was researching for this podcast, I um, came across a study from 2018 uh, by the Harvard Business Review where they actually did a meta-analysis of research into perfectionism going back four decades and across around 25,000 people, which was really quite interesting because, you know, from a business point of view, and the HP, HBR, they're writing for employers, but really this applies to all of us, right? Um, Employers, you know, you'd, you'd think, well, it's a good thing to hire perfectionists because they'll be motivated and because they'll want to work hard to achieve the good result and all of that kind of thing. And the HBR study found that, well, yes, you do get those results on the first group, those who are striving for excellence. But actually, perfectionism is not strongly correlated with performance. There is no indication in any of the research that perfectionists perform any better than anybody else, but there is also quite a high downside. So perfectionists are found are more likely to set inflexible and high standards, tend to be overly critical of themselves, and to hold an all or nothing mindset about performance. It's either perfect or it's a failure. So we get very, very hard on ourselves, and as I was saying, setting ourselves up to fail. And when we're in that kind of mindset, what can happen is we get into what's called a fixed mindset, where our feelings of self-worth are dependent on performing perfectly. And if perfection is, you know, never really achievable in the real world, that's very, very unhealthy for our sense of self-esteem. So it won't surprise you to hear that studies have found that perfectionists have higher levels of stress, are much more prone to burnout and have higher levels of anxiety. Right. So, bottom line, perfectionism, while it can sound cool, does not lead us to perform better and comes at a high cost in terms of self-esteem and our mental health. Hmm. So, you're motivated to look for an alternative? What is the alternative? Well, perfectionism is basically a set of beliefs. It's an approach to life that's based on our thinking and our beliefs, and beliefs along the lines of what are the consequences of less than perfect. Less than perfect means failure, it's not good enough. Well, that's just a belief. Our beliefs about what success and failure means. Success means perfect, failure means less than perfect. That's just a belief. Beliefs about what other people will think. If I don't do it perfectly, then you know, people will see me as being not good enough. That's, again, just a belief. 
and so on. We've got to remember that beliefs are simply thoughts that we've thought a lot. They are not necessarily true. In fact, most <laughs> beliefs are just beliefs. They're different from objective truth. All we have to do is find one exception to what we're thinking, and it tells us that what we're thinking is simply a belief. For example, that someone might think less of me because I don't do a perfect job. I mean, how many exceptions to that can we find around the world? They're all over the place, right? So recognizing that our beliefs are just beliefs means that we have the power to change it. You can choose to actually foster and nurture and choose a different belief. So I'm pretty passionate about this because years ago, perfectionism for me, and as I said, I had a foot in both camps. <laughs> I failed if I wasn't perfect and I was striving for excellence. Um, and over time, that contributed to significant burnout, to depression. It had a massively negative impact on me, on my mental health, and flow-on effects for my family. So since then, I have turned my beliefs around. And doing that, it's really interesting. It's enabled me to accomplish so much more. Partly because by diffusing the perfectionism beliefs, a lot of the fear of failure and a lot of the fears around not being good enough that I had been carrying around like a ball and chain for my life was tied to my perfectionist tendencies and I was able to let those fears go. And as a result, I've been able to take more action, do more things, <laughs> have a much more interesting life and enjoy a lot more success than um, was otherwise the case. And I've seen similar shifts in clients as well who choose to shift their perspective um, around the whole it has to be perfect thing and replace that with kinder, more resourceful beliefs. But I'd like to share with you right now one of the tools that has been particularly powerful for me. And it's a really simple mantra, a new mindset, a new perspective on this. In fact, there are two that I'd like to share with you. Um, the first one is that perfection is not a destination. It's not. The world's constantly changing. We're finding new things. We'll always find things that we could do better. Perfection is not a destination. It's a direction. And just like north, absolutely head north, just don't expect yourself to ever get there. <laughs> Think of it as a direction, not a destination. And that enables us to still you know, strive to do a great job, but without getting stuck and I have to achieve excellence. But another one, and this is my personal favorite, this is life-changing if you suffer from the perfectionism drive. Three words for you. Done beats perfect. It's a super simple mantra which will get you out of fear of failure, out of the perfectionism trap, and into taking action that moves you forward. Remembering that when we're in action, there's no room for fear because our brain's too busy taking action to have the bandwidth for, for the fear that otherwise would hold us back. Done beats perfect is a very simple mantra. It originated, as I understand it, in Silicon Valley. I figure if it's good enough for those IT people in Silicon Valley, it's good enough for me and my business. And it has been completely liberating because this attitude, what it allows us to do for for someone, you know, for an entrepreneur, business owner like myself, this simple mind shift gives you permission to be creative. It gives you permission to experiment, 
to put things out to the market as a beta or just simply to get feedback, right? Rather than trying to get things 100% of the way first, which is basically not possible, right? We need that feedback, that interaction, that continual improvement to be able to actually get into action and to innovate. And that's what this mantra has enabled me to do and others who I work with, get into action, take more action and create momentum around it, okay? And as I talked about, because action trumps fear, it enables you to overcome blocks that might previously have been paralyzing. So I'm sharing this with you because I took the long, slow and painful route to learn this stuff. I'm sharing with it, it with you now in the hopes that this will give you a faster shortcut to be able to defuse the perfectionism and to be able to get into action and create more positive momentum in your life. So I hope this has served you. I hope you've taken away something that you can actually implement right now. I'm going to invite you to ask yourself what's something that you might want to shift right now or who's someone that you might want to share some of these insights with who could also benefit from it. And you're welcome to get in touch with some comments if there's anything on that that you'd like to share. In the meantime, hope you've enjoyed and I'll see you in the next episode tomorrow. Alrighty, you have a great day and we'll see you then.